Welcome, everybody, to TRB Live. We are the Resistance Broadcast, two-thirds of the Resistance Broadcast. Anyway, I'm John. That's Lacey. Uh, and James is on uh, a mission. He's on a mission to find out where Ezra is before the Ahsoka series. So he wants to just get that out of the way before that show comes out. Because two months is a really long time. So he's over there in some unknown regions. I don't know what he's doing. But he should be back with us on monday but we are very happy to be here with you all we're going to talk about the latest star wars news and honestly Lacey, it's like 95 percent ahsoka it is it's all ahsoka all the time um i feel like we got hit with a bunch of ahsoka in the face this week but i'm okay with it because i'm pretty pumped for the show yeah Yeah, very excited uh it's almost like we got whipped in the face by her uh whatever they call it tegruda leku yeah uh so before we do that though uh speaking of ahsoka uh today was is uh if you're watching live uh, and of course if if you, uh, to remind everybody if you have to cut out or or whatever uh the podcast will hit your audio feeds tomorrow on thursday morning uh so don't worry about that but if you are joining us live we appreciate that very much and just so you know later in the show we're going to be doing ask the resistance so during the episode if you think of any questions that you think would be cool for us to talk about in the show just use the hashtag ask the resistance in your comment in the live chat and we'll pick a few to talk about but today is dave filoni's 49th birthday the the uh showrunner for ahsoka now one of the big obviously creative heads of lucasfilm understudy to george lucas so happy birthday to dave filoni dave come on the vod do you think he got a hat for his birthday that's probably the one thing he didn't get. You think? You don't think he but gets like a new hat every year? Like that's the gift everybody's realized. Like Star Wars stuff with me. Like everybody's like, oh, he likes that hat. So they just keep guy? buying him hats. No, like he, they just keep getting him the hat. Like it's the callback <laughs> gift. Yeah. Did you notice when we'll bring up the behind the scenes photos in a bit when we get into the news. But it seems like when he's on the clock and doing the work, he wears his like baseball cap, his like Penguins baseball cap. But then when it's like, promotion time and pr time that's when he puts the cowboy hat back on well he did say in an interview that the reason he wears the hat is so that when he takes it off people don't recognize him it's like like clark kent with the like glasses interesting i think i'd still recognize him though i mean now yeah i think a couple of years ago he probably could have gotten away with it yeah now if he shaved his beard and then took the hat off <laughs> i don't know but anyway happy birthday dave filoni um, real quick, Lacey, now this sort of gained some steam uh, accidentally just because of uh, Katie Sackhoff's joking nature about this kiss that happened in The Mandalorian Season 3 where Brendan Dimbo Wayne... Dimbo could have been a thing. It yeah, well, it's and it still can. Mando's not done. But uh, when they were done shooting a take, um, Brendan Wayne leaned in and kissed Bo-Katan through their helmets. Uh, and, it, and she said it was a joke. It wasn't like part of the, I think this is where the audience have, some people have gotten lost in this. Katie Sackhoff is saying this wasn't part of the story that got cut. It's just something Brendan did to be funny. And she had joked about it on some, at some convention she was at. And she was ran, at Fan Expo, I think Philly. Oh, Fan Expo. And yeah. people ran wild with it. And there no, were some. Phoenix. Sorry, Phoenix. Oh, Phoenix. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there were some, you know, blogs that wrote articles about it and like even Photoshopped pedro's face into it to look like he was leaning in for a kiss it like took off and you know what happens people see that and then they're like oh then 
why did they cut that? Why did Favreau take romance out of Star Wars? So as far as I understand it, and I believe Katie Sackhoff put a tweet out clarifying it, uh, it was just a joke thing that they did. Now, that also doesn't mean that Favreau isn't going to explore the romance in the future, but this wasn't something that they cut like the way they cut like Axe Wolves' death in season two or something like that. This was just a joke thing that Brendan Wayne did. Yeah, I so I was one of those people that played into the joke and I was like, we were robbed in all caps. Like I was one of the people that tweeted that I knew that she was joking. But at the same time, I've said this numerous times, Star Wars has a romance problem and there's nothing wrong with having romance. I feel like in recent years, pop culture movies in general and franchises have kind of steered away from romance because they think like, oh, that's too much. They think they fall into like a Twilight trap, which again, I have nothing against Twilight. I think for the people that like it, it's awesome. Uh, but I feel like people saw that and they were like, oh, we don't want to be that. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with having romance. Some of the best movies, Top Gun Maverick, uh, you know, Indiana Jones, they all have romance. So I don't understand why all of a sudden it's become this thing that they can't have it. Or if they do, they kind of don't fully commit like they did with Ray and Kylo Ren. Um so this was something that like all season I was just getting vibes. And I said that every time we did Mando Fan Show, I was like, guys, they like stared a little too long. And I feel a little bit vindicated in Katie's comments because while it didn't happen on screen, she did make a joke about how the, like the waters of Mandalore, like, oh, should we go back in together? Should we, how would this work with the masks off? And I remember joking or saying on the show, like, the way she stared at him in that moment was like very kind of romantic when she has this moment of like, oh, he's very much committed to this religion and committed to this way of life. And I remember James had said, which I'm going to call him out right now. I feel bad he's not here, but he was like, oh, it's not romantic. And then Katie's talking about like them going in the water together and like taking their clothes off. And I was like, hmm, maybe I'm not the only one that got this vibe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like yeah. Something going on. Um, but I think more than anything, clips like this just show how awesome Katie is. Like every time she talks about Star Wars, every interview she does has such like a fun energy behind it. And I mean, she was trending virally a couple months ago when she was on Christian Harloff's show about the jokey comments she made on that show about kind of like romantic things between her and fans. So oh, um, yeah. I think she has a great sense of humor. I think she understands what fans want and what she herself wants. Like she said, she was also kind of rooting for it. And she called that moment on the boat like her Titanic moment. Um, oh, yeah. I, I really hope it happens. I really hope we get more romance in Star Wars. I feel like we're not getting enough. Yeah, I agree with you completely. Um, and I, I've been thinking about that a long time. And I think we've talked about this on the podcast. It's like the, the two most well-executed romances in Star Wars, at least in live action. I know people really love Hera and Kanan, um, but sure. the two live action instances were the best are involve Han Solo, in my opinion. <laughs> He's Han got and Leia moves. and Han and Kira. He's got moves. Yeah, and, and both happen to have been written by Lawrence Kasdan, who knows how to write a thing or two beyond space fantasy. So uh, I don't know if it's a fear... I I agree. I think Star Wars needs that back in. They need it done right. And it doesn't, um, I don't think it should be one of those things where you're dragging people along with this, will they, won't they thing, unless there is a clear implication. Because I think people felt pretty burned by the Rey and Kylo thing. I never thought that it would end up that way. 
And then they sort of did this compromise thing at the end. We don't need to get into all that stuff. We talked about it ad nauseum, but I agree with you. I think there, I think Star Wars needs to bring back uh, a well-told romance that doesn't have to be the whole story, like Lost Stars or something, but weave it in sort of like they did with the original trilogy. Luke is still the main person, but you have Han and Leia there, and it was a really impactful, slow build, but you saw the seeds of it coming, right? So, uh, yeah, I, I do know. see people in the comments, by the way, talking about how there's romance in the video games. There's romance in the books. Oh, yeah. I'm talking strictly live action, guys. Like, I want more movies and shows with some romance in it. I, I do have to say, though, I did laugh out loud at the girl that's filming the video. Well, she was like, yay, Dimbo. And I was like, oh, so we are rolling with that. Because I remember early on, I was like, Dimbo. And people were kind of like, that's a stupid name, Lacey. And it seems to have caught on. And I'm all for it because I think it's hilarious. Well, didn't that... That whole merging of the names thing start with Benifer, Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez. That was merging the first time I ever saw it. I mean, that's like, oh, we're talking like early 2000s with that but one. Now they're back I, together. I know. Benifer is probably like the first time I heard people combining or names. Brangelina. Brangelina, yeah. Yeah, and now it's celebrity like, merges. Which half of the name do I use and which half of their name do I use? Because I had said Manbo. For a while. No, I've, I've always said Dimbo because it made me Dim laugh. It just sounds Doesn't funny. that sound like Bimbo a little bit? Yes, and that's why I love it. <laughs> okay. Now imagine, now imagine if uh, Bo-Katan was blonde, then, then we're in trouble. Uh, for I want Katie to come on the show and talk about romance with me because she does Hallmark movies. She is all about Dimbo. Come on yeah. the show, Katie. Let's talk about some romance in Star Wars and what you'd like to see. I think, I think Katie would have a lot of fun with us on the podcast um but her so tweet to clarify it because it really started getting out of control because like i said blogs were running with it and making doctored images pretending pedro was on set and stuff just imagine having that power by the way that must be like a weird space for her to be in where she's like every time i make a joke like it runs oh yeah it goes all over the place i don't blame the bloggers because they're they're trying to do their thing but what concerns yeah. is setting up a false expectation by making people think it was something that was that was taken away mm. And then mm -hmm. when it happened, you know, people get angry at John Favreau, which people keep getting angry at John Favreau when I don't think they should. But her tweet to clarify goes, as a joke, he grabbed my face and kissed me through his helmet as a joke. It's amazing how these things spread. It wasn't actually part of the scene. So she was like, I, I hope she doesn't stop joking because of this, because, you know, like there's been some uh, people affiliated with Star Wars or anything really who are like, you know what? I'm going to stop talking about stuff because clearly people take my stuff the wrong way. I hope she doesn't like withdraw because I don't think so. I think she has a pretty good sense of humor, but okay. I yeah. also once again, come back to, even if it was a joke, if the vibe they both got in that scene was that it was somewhat romantic to the point that he made a joke like that. It's there. The, yeah. the energy is there. So let's, let's roll with that. John Favreau. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> let's keep um, it going. Yeah. And then the last thing before we get into the resistance report, uh, just make sure everyone likes the video, subscribes to the channel. Uh, we uh, are well past the 2000 mark. And I believe we were almost there on 500 ratings on Spotify. I think the last night I checked, we were like three away. Um, so that would be cool if we can get Spotify 500 ratings for TRB. Can we do it on this episode? Can people who haven't rated us yet on Spotify who have Spotify look us up and just rate TRB? And let us know what you think. And hopefully that comes with five stars. Um, mm -hmm. We have 499. We need one. 
one rating and we'll get to 500 on spotify which is so huge one is the loneliest yeah so someone in this chat if you have spotify and you haven't rated us yet pick up your phone go to spotify rate us and let us know that you were the one who did 500 we appreciate that uh and yes get those ask the resistance questions in throughout the show maybe as we're talking about stuff you think of something but now it is time to head to our segment called the resistance report it's the resistance okay it is ahsoka time and lacy we got this I don't want to. I don't want to call it a TV spot because I don't think people watch TV anymore. But I'm gonna <laughs> call it a mini trailer, and it was like 30 seconds long, but it had some new shots in it uh, specifically. And we'll get to the photos in a bit of uh, Sabine. A little, a, a little more attention on Sabine here, which I think is good because everyone knows Ahsoka's in the show. It's her show. She's the main event. Uh, but yes, you need to build up these other characters that, especially for people who may not be that familiar with them from animated, uh, with rebels, uh, specifically Sabine, because I think Sabine's going to play a massive role in this. And I think they made that clear. And you know how Filoni is very deliberate about things, what he wants people to know or not know and seeing her with the lightsaber, I think was really cool. And then, uh, we got another look at the villains and interesting quotes from, uh, the show itself about Ahsoka using the actual line heir to the empire, which people have been wondering, are they going to make that which book these, into this thing? So yeah, yeah, these clips, interestingly enough, a lot of them did come from stuff at Celebration that we had seen in yeah. the Celebration showcase panel on the Friday and then also the Ahsoka stuff on Saturday. So right. I felt like I was like, oh, this is all awesome. But I remember seeing it at Celebration um but it's nice to see that they put it out there for everybody to see um yeah yeah i mean it's crazy to have them quote air to the empire in the actual like teaser clip i was very surprised especially because that's what people ran with a couple weeks ago of like oh is that what the movie's gonna be remember that was like thrown out there and they were like i think they were just referencing this um which we know Dave Filoni likes to kind of wink, wink at the fans and be like, see, I know what you like. I know, I know what you guys right. like to, to talk about. And this was no different, but yeah, no, definitely. The big thing for me was seeing Sabine with the lightsaber, which I pulled the image up here on the screen. Yes. So if you're watching an audio yeah. or listening on audio, please head over to the video, but she looks awesome. And it, and it didn't get lost on me that she's also wearing like an orange top, kind of like Ezra. So it's very, she has like an Ezra look going. Yeah, I agree. Um, and that is interesting because I had to, I still want to do a rewatch of Rebels uh, at the very least. Cause, you know, it's crazy with life with two kids and fighting over the TV sometimes can be rough, but, um, <laughs> I want to rewatch all of Rebels. Um, but at least, you know, season four, when we, uh, remember that Chopper is the one who gave Sabine Ezra's lightsaber and Ezra had given it to Chopper. So it almost reminds me a little bit of like, like Luke with R2 at the lightsaber exchange, but um, even though Chopper gave it to her to help with the escape, you got to feel like Ezra was okay with that and knows that Sabine, if anyone was going to have his lightsaber, he feels secure at Sabine having it, especially she's had experience with the darksaber, you know? So um, it's a very cool shot. Um, I like how the blade looks pointy. Um, it's interesting mm -hmm. that it's like sort of old school like that. Um, and uh, I think she just looks great. So I'm excited to see what happens with her in combat 
because we've seen Ahsoka with her two white lightsabers. Now we get to see uh, a green lightsaber back in live action. It happens to be Sabine using Ezra. It's very cool. Yeah, I think the thing I saw a lot of people talking about this week is they had released an image of uh, Sabine and Ahsoka together where Sabine has shorter hair. And then they have these clips of her with the lightsaber where she has longer hair. And everyone's like, oh, look at these shots. When did they happen? And I, I believe the shorter hair one is a flashback is what had happened previously. Okay. And then the long hair is when because Ahsoka comes up to her and she goes, it's been a while and she's got the long hair. To me, that's, that's you know, it's kind of like the bang theory that you have, John, with like when people are younger, they have bangs. Yeah. When yep. Sabine was younger, she had the shorter hair and now she has the longer hair, like she's grown out her hair. It's been a while because it takes a you while to grow the long hair. You don't think it's like, it's I'm getting back into it. I got to get back into my look sort of thing you know like, i didn't grab the image to throw up on the screen but i remember the image itself it looked like that mural was in the background uh, when okay. she was standing there talking to ahsoka so it, to yeah. me it was very reminiscent of the end of rebels yeah um more than hey she's seeing her now yeah okay that's cool yeah and we're gonna get into some of the interviews with dave filoni and rosario dawson from the empire piece empire magazine has sort of it feels like it's taken over they're like slow Empire... dripping stuff per usual. You know, they have a bunch of stuff, but they're like breaking it up. Yeah, but it seems like it used to be Variety got this one and then, uh, you know, Empire got this one. EW got this one. If it seems like Empire is the one that gets all the stuff now, at least it feels that mm. way. I don't know. But mm -hmm. we'll get to those in a bit. But let's maybe let's just take a look at some of the images that were in the Empire piece and just briefly touch on them. And for our audio listeners, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with the images, but we'll try to explain them as in much detail as we can. So whatever sure. one. Which one do you want to kick off with? Uh, well, let's let's go with Ray Stevenson. Um, I, I still it's still. Yeah, it, it makes me. Yeah, it makes me feel a little sad that um, he's not going to get to see the reaction to his live action performance in Star Wars. Obviously, he's done voice work for Star mm -hmm. Wars, but. I'm really excited to see what he brings to the table. But again, it really brings that weird, eerie feeling of like when I saw like the Dark Knight and you or see Carrie Fisher, on screen. Yeah. yeah, or Carrie Fisher. And you're just like, that person's not here anymore. Like, mm -hmm. it's so crazy. Uh, but these look really like, like it looks like the show is beautifully shot. Um, I like, you know, that we're focusing heavily on the characters here. And there's a lot of mystery around these two characters. I don't know exactly what they're going to be all about. Clearly, they're uh, villains of some sort, uh, soldiers for Thrawn. But I think there's probably like a lot of Dave Filoni type of characters. There's probably more layers to this onion. What do you think? Yeah, I always love seeing new bad guys. I know there was a lot of kind of, I wouldn't call it drama. I would say back and forth discussion online this week specifically about ray stevenson's character because he is a missionary that has survived order 66 he's an old jedi that survived it and is now doing other things and i know a lot of people were questioning that being like how many jedi survived order yeah. 66 because it seems to be their fallback right now you know with reva and a bunch of other characters where you're like how many of these people have made it through but Look, that's a natural question as a Star Wars fan because you know a certain way for so long and then all of a sudden they're like, well, this person got through the cracks. Oh, this person. But you also have to remember how big the Star Wars universe is. And just because Order 66 happened, that doesn't mean people were out, weren't were outside those kind of areas where the Empire 
was reaching it so far and where their stormtroopers were, where, you know, they could be hunted down. Maybe he went into hiding and I'm sure we'll know more of that. But I know some people were kind of like, how many times are they going to kind of hint at this that someone's left over? Yeah. Um, But at the same time, I think that's the only explanation currently why someone with force sensitivity or Jedi training and powers would still exist at this time period, which is after Return of the Jedi. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I think what the trouble with that is um, the whole original trilogy thing where it really was sold to us from George Lucas that, you know, the last of the Jedi is Luke. You know, he's the one, the return of the and Jedi. And that's what people were saying. They were like, so then Yoda just lied? <laughs> or or either it's either Yoda lied or Yoda didn't know, which doesn't right. look good either choice you make about Yoda. So it's tricky, and I get that. Um, that's why I think it will be good for them to, especially with anything based around Jedi or the Force, to take these stories away from the original trilogy so we're not mm-hmm. having to retwist how we take in certain quotes and stuff like that um preserve it how it sort of was intended um but and we are with you know mangled uh unless indie tanks but hopefully that's not the case um all right so what else do we have for uh images we have Hera. oh yep there we go with a mon calamari in the back it looks like mm-hmm. um a lot of people said they had issues with how Hera looks but i i think she looks great i think she looks good too i think we learned pretty quickly from the Mandalorian that obviously characters that are transferring or making that transition from animated to live action aren't going to look exactly like their animated counterpart. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think this is a perfectly good take. I think the way they've worked, uh, you know, these types of aliens and creatures into live action is to cover the pieces that are connected, right? It's a hat that she's putting on and then they're kind of, which I know Hera wears that, but I think that was a smart way of, moving these people into live action better because they don't have to worry about is there the proper separation or like how does that makeup hold up right um, but i think she looks great and mary elizabeth winstead is awesome so yeah yeah i think we're honestly like blessed to have her in star wars yeah what else we got um we have this shot of ahsoka oh yes she Very loves that cool. cross-armed stance loves it yeah (laughs) didn't she do like a very casual one in book of boba fett where she's like leaning on a tree she i think mostly almost every shot we've seen of her in the show and or like like this for a magazine she's got her arms crossed and you know what's cool about that like i've seen some comparisons of mannerisms and granted this show is not out yet but we've seen a de- like a few scenes uh, of her already in live action thanks to mando and book of boba fett where she is reiterating things the animated ahsoka did in terms of mannerisms so um and of course because it's dave filoni you know if someone else was doing this show and he wasn't involved you probably don't get that but he i mean i think you could probably make the safe argument that ahsoka means more to dave filoni than any star wars character um, mm-hmm. just because he was involved with her creation and it all stemmed from George Lucas wanting Anakin to have a Padawan. So um, I think it's I think they've nailed it. And you could tell and we'll get into this in a bit when we get to her quotes, uh, Rosario Dawson, um, how committed she really is to this. It's not it goes deeper than I'm becoming Ahsoka. I want to understand the character like, no, she really like dug, dug deep into this 
to really nail everything right. And you could tell she put a lot of work into it. And it seems to be paying off. And I hope that uh, that comes to fruition in the full uh, scope of the show. Yeah, and people in the chat, including Danny Chibigan89, what up, Danny, pointed out that her Leku do look better, which they had brought this up at Celebration, that they had heard everybody's comments and heard the critiques and reworked the headpiece, which before I think it was foam. And then this, isn't it this time around, it's not foam? I know they have more than that. Yeah, they have physical versions, but I believe they also have digital versions of mm-hmm. it too for fight scenes and fight scenes so, so yeah they can move around and not look like they're bending or cracking you know uh yeah they well, definitely look obviously longer than the ones we saw in the mandalorian yeah no she looks yeah she looks great and i look forward to, to seeing more of her um now was the do we have another image beyond the inquisitor or is the inquisitor the last one we do the last one oh, we right. have is actually this one of rosario dawson fighting what looks like an inquisitor and then someone else in kind of a cg suit she is sparta kicking them <laughs> yeah so yeah so this is clearly that inquisitor that everyone's like just speculating about and wondering about and we'll talk about that separately in just a moment but i think the other one is that droid that we see her sort of like take out oh yeah she like stabs him through the back yeah i think it's that character oh that's a good call that's a very yeah. good call i mean i could be wrong that could be an alien it could be a lot of things but it seems like they've used that character, that droid-looking um, character, in a few different of the uh, promotional materials. So I think that might be the case there. But yeah, it's a cool shot. It's always cool because this reminds me of the like behind-the-scenes making of Attack of the Clones or Revenge of the Sith. Obviously, because of the blue screen, but like George Lucas really invited people in to see like how a lot of the scenes were filmed, especially the stuff on Camino with Django Fett. So this this reminds me of that nice little let's invite the fans in and show them how we make the sauce uh Mm -hmm. i I don't think there's anything wrong with that and i actually quite enjoy it before a show comes out i know they save the stuff usually for the gallery or you know stuff after the fact but getting a little peek into it um so fans can get an idea of you know what went into making this thing i think is important and i think it's really cool yeah i mean we heard so much about it at celebration about how much work rosario dawson was putting in for the show and like how much stunt work specifically in hours a day what were they doing like four to six hours a day of working out and like yeah doing these fight scenes um her and natasha right we're doing them together yeah and sword training separately yeah yeah Yeah. in addition to everything else uh makeup for multiple hours for her like it's i you know i wonder like if i played ahsoka or somebody where it's like you need to be in makeup for three to four hours every day. I'd be like, can I just go home and sleep in this and then show up tomorrow? (laughs) (laughs) I want to sit in a chair while someone's delicately painting my face. I don't have that kind of patience. So she definitely... I do. Yeah. And I appreciate how it seems like since The Mandalorian, especially, they've given more of a shout out to like stunt coordinators and, and stunt people. Uh, performers because they do so much work like I think one of the craziest things about the Oscars is that they have no stunt category like that's insane to me that they've never had a stunt category in major award shows because a lot of the coolest scenes and shots that people are like oh this is like the best shot in cinema is not the actor it's a stunt person right so um I just hope that with this show as well they give some spotlight to those people like they do so well with the Mandalorian 
Yeah, and they could probably even do more so with that. So I think people, like general audiences, were like, like what? Pedro, Pedro Pascal wasn't he wasn't there? Or what? I can't believe it. <laughs> right, right. It's diehards now, of course. Um, all right. So uh, the Inquisitor. Let's briefly mm-hmm. just touch on. Let's touch on this. Um, I have thoughts that are pretty linear. Um, I think just like with the Jedi surviving, I think maybe some Inquisitors fell through the cracks too. Um, I don't think they necessarily all got wiped out and Thrawn either recruited them from the fall of Palpatine or, you know, what have you. But I, I think there's nothing more to it than that. I don't think this is a flashback as it looks like it's modern day Ahsoka fighting the Inquisitor in the last image we just looked at. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, you know, there's a lot of theories and I had a joke tweet saying if the TFA first teaser was any indication, this is clearly Luke Skywalker. Um, <laughs> and it got like, it blew up and it's like, I love how the dumb joke tweets sometimes take off, but people have real theories about this. And I think the most popular I've seen is people think it's Barris Offie. Um mm-hmm. I'm taking the route James often takes. I think it's just another Inquisitor we don't know yet. What do you think? I think it is too. I don't I don't think it's someone that is coming from, you know, some... I, I think as fans, we're constantly looking for those connections. We've been trained to look for them. You know, whose mom is who? Who's, you know, how is this person connected to Luke Skywalker? What does this mean? Were they at this event? I think sometimes we just need to experience things a little bit more and just let them happen. Um, I know that speculation is obviously the fun part of Star Wars, but I don't think everything needs to be super connected. Yeah. And I know, um, you know, Barris Offie, you know, turned away from the way, but it's, it would just seem to be one of those like, here's the big reveal and takes her helmet off and there's Barris Offie. People are like, oh my God. And general audiences are like, I don't know who that is. Okay. Frank said um, something interesting in the comments, which I'm going to give him a shout out. Awesome job, Frank. He said, what if Ezra is the Inquisitor? Oh, I would not like that. I don't think I'd like that either, but it would yeah. be shocking. It would yeah. be like Luke I, Skywalker showing up. I'm I'm getting more and more less into the idea of good guys turning bad, especially Ezra. Like, Especially after we talked to Taylor Gray and he just like told us how much he loves Ezra and what he's all about and his heart and everything. It'd be to me, it'd be like Luke Skywalker turning evil. Um, I don't like the idea of Ezra turning bad. So I, I think it's fun. I, this is the stuff that I always loved. Uh, but could it be to- something that Dave Filoni would do? No, I don't think so. Do you, you don't think so. You don't think Dave Filoni would just want everybody to be crying. Oh, I don't think so. I think Dave, <laughs> I think, joking. I think Dave Filoni likes, Happy happy endings and hopefulness. He's talked about and, hope. He said it's all yeah. about that, and that's what George always says. Make it hopeful. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I I don't think it's Barisafi though. And but if people are right, then good for them on the on the call. I see a lot of people clearly think that online and in the chat and uh, in articles right. and that sort of thing. So we'll see. But yeah, I think it's a random inquisitor. Um, we'll have to see what James thinks about it. But I would imagine he thinks the same. Um, but. It's cool that we're getting that because they're doing that thing where we're leapfrogging the original trilogy with some characters and, you know, Inquisitors, it could be, you know, the 12th brother or who knows what it is. But either way, we're getting uh, another Inquisitor in Star Wars beyond um, Rebels and 
uh, comics and Obi-Wan Kenobi and that sort of stuff. And we're getting it post the fall of the Empire, which will be interesting to see because anytime we've seen like the remnants of the Empire in like early the early Mando stuff where we saw the old Stormtrooper helmets on the stakes and stuff, it oh it gosh. makes everything feel Sorry. more connected. And I kind of mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, that's fair. Um, all right. Anything else on the Inquisitor? I don't think so. I'm pretty open to like leaving it in the mystery of what, an, what who it could be. I don't really have any theories. <laughs> then why don't we see if we have any super chats? We do have some super chats. Uh, so we're going to kick it off with Semperfy Danny. What up, Danny? It's also Mark's birthday today. Oh, happy, so happy birthday. birthday, Mark. Yes. Uh, Danny, I know you're from Canada, so ho- I hope you're doing well up there. We're uh, getting some of your smoke down here. And yeah. <laughs> it's been a wild couple of days. Um, Danny asks, well, first of all, thanks for the super chat. She says, TRB should have a deep dive discussion one day on the good and bad of Star Wars shipping culture and fanfic culture. I have thoughts. Would love to hear yours. Do you think Jason Sandula appears in Ahsoka? First of all, I would love to do a shipping conversation. <laughs> I don't know if John and James would love to do it, oh, but I would love to have it. Um, so that's definitely something we could do. Uh, second part of that, uh, I think he will show up. He has to. There, you can't have Hera there and then just like kind of never mention or show her son. Right? What do you think, John? Yeah, I agree. I think it'd be a little strange because why introduce him in the epilogue for Rebels and then do this big new giant next step for the story and then just like Mutt Williams him like it seems like they're doing with Indiana Jones. I don't know if Shia LaBeouf's in the new one or not, but like he had a son and he's grown up and now all of a sudden he's like, where is he? Is he running an auto mechanic shop? So I... I think we'll see Jason Sindula also, and that'll be the way to sort of give us a little bit of Kanan in Ahsoka without uh, needing Freddy to come back because clearly he has no interest. Unless he's lying, as we've seen with Lars and Liam Neeson. I'm not saying Freddy is. I'm just saying in general. Freddy's been pretty... I take everybody's comments with a pinch of cinnamon like we like to say on the show because I don't know. They've all ended up lying. <laughs> well, Freddie, like, I agree. Except Katie Sackoff. She literally just said, I have an NDA. I can't talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Freddie, to me, seemed like he was he was just firing off raw. He was just like, dude, no, like, enough. He's like, <laughs> oh, my God. He's like, I didn't even want to be in episode nine. They, Dave Filoni begged me to do the voice, and I did it in my bathroom. He doesn't uh, hold back. He really he doesn't, does. as we've seen. Like, he has no, nothing to hide. I don't want to say he seems grumpy, but he just lays it all out there. He like he's he's I think he's heard the, it all. He's over the PR nonsense. He's over uh-huh. like having been a teen idol and all that stuff. He's just so done with any of that. Um, so when he does talk about it, I think he's just keeping it real. Now again, maybe we're wrong, and I like that we don't know. I like that it hasn't been spoiled. Like, nope, there's no Kanan, or yes, there is Kanan. We don't know, and I like that. Um, right. But I think getting Jason Sandula would be cool because you do sort of get that. Um, obviously, obviously, tie to continue on the legacy of Kanan uh, through his son. So um, I think it'd be cool. I don't know. Why not? Awesome. Thanks, Danny. And she said in the Thank comment you. that it's not Mark's birthday. I guess he's just the same age as Dave Filoni. So I misunderstood. But happy birthday whenever your birthday is, Mark. I retract my happy birthday. <laughs> I don't retract it. I just add it to whenever it was. Uh, all right. Next up is David Probus. What up? Thank you so much, David. We like to call him Proby One Kenobi here yep. on the show. He said, just a little, uh, just got to show a little love to TRB. 
You guys are awesome. You're Thanks, awesome. David. You're awesome. Uh, you're doing well, Spice, man. Spice Runner Graybeard. Probably one. Kenobi. Look at that pick. He's looking good. Now. I know. Sharp. It, yeah. It looks like like his beard looks like layered. It's great. Great work. He's David. looking sharp. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Freezy. Our buddy Freezy's up. Freezy2324. Thank you so much for the super chat. He said, Lacey, do you, do you foresee Rosario doing a bunch of cons after Ahsoka comes out? Freezy, she's already doing cons now. I see her at cons all the time. I don't know. Maybe I'm miss. I follow her on Twitter and she's she was at celebration definitely obviously but she's done a bunch of stuff before that she did like a bunch of fan expos and i know she's been to new york comic-con a bunch of times especially with the marvel stuff mm -hmm. she's doing shows all the time so i think she'll do more absolutely um but she's definitely been to a bunch um the other cool thing she does is she if she's at the same show with ashley Eckstein, they always get together and do like social videos and show they take photos together which is really cute so Definitely check out her social because she's out and about. And she would think, make a ton of money doing autographs. And she photos. already is making a ton of money. But I think yeah. once the show comes out and if it's good, uh -huh. increase that a bit. That's what means. Oh, okay. Didn't get that. Can you do it one more time? Okay. <laughs> and last but not least, for now, is Matt Lawless. Thank you so much for the super chat, Matt. Thank he you. said, do you think we'll see Thrawn before episode six following the Mando theme with Gideon? So supposedly from the late Ray Stevenson, there's eight episodes. I think he had said in his interview at Celebration. So he's saying, will we see Thrawn before episode six? Yes. I think so too. They wouldn't tell you that Thrawn's in the show yet if they weren't trying to get it out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> and let's not forget when you think about moff gideon that's you know a new villain uh we had to establish a brand new character with mando and build him up first and then introduce mm -hmm. the villain whereas ahsoka mm -hmm. is so one of the most well uh fleshed out characters you don't need to focus so much time on her character growth to before you introduce your villain and on top of that thrawn is a well-known established villain already I think he's going to be there in there right immediately. And like when you see the Lucasfilm logo and it's all in red, like his eyes, I think he's going to be heavily used early and often. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's like the, just the shot of him walking from behind, like they're going to get him out of the way. Yeah. Set it up. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much, Matt. And guys, just as a, as a reminder, send in your questions now in the chat with hashtag ask the resistance. Yes. All right. Now, our next story is uh, still from the Empire coverage of Ahsoka, and it has more to do with where Ahsoka is from a mindset perspective and I guess a relationship perspective in terms of friends and who she feels connected to. And uh, again, that sort of parallel path she's taking uh, alongside the journey of being a Jedi. And, you know, obviously her denouncing it, but the first episode she's introduced in The Mandalorian, it's called The Jedi. And it's clear Filoni wants to um, make that blurry uh, in terms of potentially Ahsoka fully re-embracing the idea of being a Jedi. And do you want me to read the quote from Filoni, Lacey? Yeah, go for it. All right. So Filoni about Ahsoka said she's a wanderer at this point and is in a lot of ways wary of any organization. 
as such because of the power that comes with it as a group. She walks a path that basically died out a long time ago, and there aren't many like her left, if any. So that's a lonely thing. What if? What is that life like? If you're a loner, you have a very small circle of friends. What is it like then when you try to open back up? So what do you gather from that quote? I mean, to me, that's pretty straightforward. I think it's, we got that from basically the Mandalorian in Book of Boba Fett that she was on her own. She like shows up and then fades into the background. Um, I think we all know that Ahsoka has been very hurt. She's been hurt by the Jedi. She's been hurt by what happened to Anakin. Mm -hmm. And she's dealing with that trauma, probably not in the healthiest way, but in separating herself from people that could maybe get hurt, that could leave, that could put her in a position where she is once again hurt. And I think mm -hmm. normally a lot of us do do that when we don't want to deal with something anymore, we tend to run away. And I'm not saying she's necessarily running away, but to me, it seems like she's trying to manage what she's been through in the best way that she can, which is trying to help others by not sticking to one place too long, you know, not putting herself in a dangerous situation, but also just kind of going through what's happened with her. While also yeah. trying to make things right. Yeah, that's a good question. And you know what I keep forgetting is the, it doesn't mean it's correct, but I think it is, is the Hollywood Reporter's report from maybe even almost two years ago that Hayden Christensen is going to be playing Anakin in the series. He's listed um, on like the production stuff, but I don't know if that's a fan change so thing or official. I And I hope if he does appear, it's not in flashbacks. Um, not that I don't like flashbacks, but... I don't like how they didn't de-age him in Obi-Wan Kenobi. That, and I don't know if that was a budgetary thing because they had the markers on his face in the behind-the-scenes stuff. I don't know. I would just like to see uh, the Anakin we see at the end of Return of the Jedi, obviously in the special editions and beyond. I wonder what the reasoning was for not de-aging him. If I could ask a question like a Hal Hickel, I'd probably ask that. Like, hey, what was the choice there? Just curious. I agree. Because they literally did what they did with Luke. They've done what they did with what we've seen so far with Indiana yeah. Jones. Yeah. Why wouldn't you de-age him? Like, I don't know if it's maybe a little insulting to say, hey, we got to de-age you. But at the same time, like, we're all older than who we used to be. Yeah, he filmed the, the, <laughs> the time frame of that scene was like 21 years ago in, in, in Hayden's life. That's half more than half his life ago. Like, I'd be like, dude, de-age the hell out of me. Let's go. I want to see my younger self. Let's do it, man. Oh, I don't. I made some bad choices. What does that mean? Like hair dye choices, fashion choices. I don't. Did you get a choices. regrettable face tattoo that you've since had removed? No. Oh. Okay. I went blonde once. It was not a good choice. You did? Yeah. You were blonde. Not on purpose. So my older sister did hair, and I went to get highlights like any normal young early twenties person, and she turned me blonde. And I was like, I just wanted highlights. And she was like, well, this is you now. You know, typical older sibling, like deal with it. So fair skinned, young Gellerin, plus blonde. I looked blonde. sickly. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say. Oh, wow. I looked okay. completely see-through at that point. <laughs> People are like, get that girl an umbrella immediately. <laughs> like, do you need some, what, what, um, what, like vitamin D? Like what, I don't know. What would be this thing that you get someone that they're very pale? 
uh, a shade. Suntan lotion. <laughs> a tent. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I I don't even know what we were talking about, but Ahsoka uh, being a wanderer. Yeah. She's kind of like me, you know, when I'm un uh delightfully unhinged. Yeah. You know? Yes. Yes. Uh no comment further. But uh <laughs> I think I wonder if it's gonna be one of those things that we kind of thought was gonna happen in Obi-Wan Kenobi where, you know, he's detached and he keeps reaching out for Qui-Gon and he's not showing up. Like, is Anakin gonna appear to Ahsoka and help her take like the full next step back into becoming a Jedi. I feel like this is the thing that you've thrown out with every show. Like so-and-so's going to appear to so-and-so and they're going to make them feel better about blank. And I think that this right. might be the case that that actually does happen. All right. All right. Because <laughs> this one actually this does make sense. Yeah. Let's clip this one out. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. I think that'd be really cool. Um, it seems sort of like, nothing new with this quote like you were saying like we sort of got that with what we saw with um especially more so mando with ahsoka than book of boba fett because book of boba fett i think she was more approachable and friendly whereas in i feel like with Man luke she was very standoffish like she was like and he was like i need your help and she was like you could do it you got it you got this i'm out maybe yeah but i feel like with with the episode of the jedi from mando it was sort of like where is she at right now can't really like she she starts the her appearance by like beheading someone with her two lightsabers like she's hot. she's being the stealth assassin so and hot. then it was really cool very cool that episode yeah. uh, that episode has aged well for me i really with michael Bean i loved and it from the moment it happened and i feel like i was one of the few online that was like fully in on it like fully yeah. like this is the best yeah because you know what's funny i went back recently and re started rewatching some of obi-wan and i've liked that more too um i gotta go back and rewatch obi-wan i want to go back and watch book of boba fett too yeah i do too i do too especially the 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 later stuff when it gets like kind of wonky and fun um but all right so ahsoka the wanderer and then the other quote being uh which seems to be that theme that i've been talking about where filoni wants to make sure people don't feel like they have a lot of homework to do to get into this series he's said this a lot like this is one of those what was the thing that happened with rise of skywalker satisfied they kept being like oh we, we want people to be satisfied and they said it so much that you were like this has to be on some like sh outline somewhere of like things to say yeah people be satisfied um uh, that just sounded like i just made that sound like cartman from south park that was not jj whatsoever are uh, you satisfied man satisfied. um <laughs> anyway what was i saying oh yeah so this the thing where dave filoni is talking about how oh yeah people can just join in at this point like i feel like they keep reiter reiterating that so that people don't tune out because i've already talked to i think about three different people that aren't star wars fans that have heard of the show they can't name the person by the way they're like it starts with an a it's, i don't the person with the head thing and i'm like oh yeah soka They've all said, I don't know, it just seems like a lot like I have to watch to get there or I'm yeah. not going to fully understand it. Right. So I feel like this is a very specific talking point to that general audience that they've lost since the beginning of The Mandalorian. I feel like The Mandalorian kicked it off and you had all these people that had never watched it before. And then as The Mandalorian got like went on and they brought in people from different shows and stuff, those people have kind of tuned out because they're like, okay, this is more than I want to jump yeah. into. 
Yeah, I I bet there had to have been some sort of like section of a meeting of the minds when they were like, how are we going to get all Star Wars fans in on this series? And they're like, Dave, you got to make sure you go out there and say like, you don't need to watch all of Clone Wars. You don't need to watch all Rebels, maybe season four, even though there's no chance he believes that. Um, but you want to make sure people aren't like, I got to watch seven seasons and then four of that. Like, uh, I'll wait for, you know, the Acolyte or Sealed Crew or something that's not tied Which to the it. Acolyte has supposedly wrapped filming. That's another piece that we're not really talking about tonight, but it did happen. Which is great news because, and I'm not sure of how, you know, do shows do post-production during a strike? I don't know what that's like, but... Um, Depends if they it, have reshoots. It's it's good news that they have wrap filming, of course, um, and Skeleton Crew's done, so we know that that's going to be coming out. And the other thing that we uh, didn't really touch on about Ahsoka's coming out on August 23rd. Oh my um, God, I should have brought that up to the top. My yeah. bad. <laughs> so August, Wednesday, August 23rd, so they're sticking to the Wednesday thing, and if they do one episode per week, that puts us at October 11th, for the season finale and we'll get to why we're saying season in a minute um but do you think they're gonna do because remember andor was delayed and then they did three episodes at once was it three or two there was three i think they kicked it off with two and then they did one that following friday like they did that oh. would be one thing where they did a couple and then one more and then they went back to one a week i i think we're getting just the one episode so i do think it's going to be october 11th what do you think I agree. I think I think they're doing one a week. I think yeah. Disney and a lot of studios are hurting right now because their content is being delayed or pushed back or reworked due to the writing strike, which is could be potentially a SAG acting strike um, this coming week. It's not good. Yeah. Um, if they just paid people, we wouldn't have to deal with this if they just paid people accordingly, but... Um, that being said, I, I think they're going to spread content out the best way they, they can. Yeah. And then, you know, I think James said this in his short, if you haven't watched James's short yet, he sort of gave his initial reactions to the new, uh, 30 second teaser and mm -hmm. the schedule and stuff. So check that out. Which we said um, August, by the way, it's happening August. We said end of August. August. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then if it ends mid October. That gives breathing room to kick off skeleton crew in the fall and do that, which I believe is also fit it, filling the. Uh, Mando verse eight episode mold, so that will probably have its run to end uh, calendar year twenty twenty three, and then next year we have at least the acolyte, um, and then it might get a little dicey for a bit. I don't know um, because with what's going on with you know the halt on on Andor, and that's a big production, including a big post production. We'll see, but we're focusing on the now, which is we have two shows ahead of us, actually three. So that's a very good thing. Um, but in terms of, um, this, we were talking about season one, uh, but before that he, they did ask him about George Lucas's, uh, approval well, whether he would be approved and Filoni joked a bit about that. Yeah. what he say? Did, did you see that? No. So he, he said, um, it's almost like this is Filoni when he was asked about what will George Lucas think about Ahsoka and Filoni said, it's almost like when you turn in a big paper at school. It's like, <laughs> here, it, here it is. Fingers crossed it gets a good grade. <laughs> like, 
So, and you well, got to imagine. I have to admit, he definitely talked to George throughout the process, and or maybe some of the ideas he had, he's talked to George. I don't think that Dave and George it, don't right? talk. Yes, and he's probably yes, he's probably already seen it. I bet I wouldn't shock me if Lucas watched it and he's like, uh, I would add a couple of creatures over the corner over there." And he's like, Ugh, "Oh, I agree with George on that. They don't have a, ever enough creatures in these shows." Yeah, yeah. And by the way, if you if you aren't following the legend phil Tippett yet uh <laughs> follow him on twitter because he like shares still shares anecdotes about how creatures were named and old concepts he had come up with and stuff like the 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 living legend phil Tippett, the man who made all the awesome old puppets and stop motion i mean you know him everyone knows him but make sure you follow him for like he's right there giving all this cool little nuggets on twitter and like for people who are like oh i'm so done with social media like that's one person to stick around for. And um, he was like a shining star in the uh, Light and Magic documentary. Oh, very emotional too. And yes. very candid about his mental health and stuff, which meant a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So we said season one for a reason. Um, season two, uh, we're looking at that word manifesting again. So what do you think about Rosario Dawson talking about that? I love this for her. I mean, this is the whole reason she's Ahsoka, right? Like someone put it out there, then she put it out there, and then it happened. So I'm all for this. I'm a big person in uh, putting things out there in the universe and putting that energy that you want returned to you. I've seen it happen time and time again of, hey, I would love for this to happen, and then it happened. Uh, which I'm, I don't know if jo John's going to share an example of that. That's going to be happening soon. <laughs> uh but yeah, no, I hope this happens for her. If the show's really good, I want more seasons. If it's, you know, not good, I'm hoping that they wrap it up in a way that does the character justice. Yeah, I, I agree. And like you say, like she got the role by manifesting and uh, the boss logic art and uh, all that stuff. And it wasn't one of those things where you're like, oh, I, I hate that that person just forced their way into this role. It's like she it seems like they got the right person for Ahsoka. So I'm glad that the art was there and that she got behind it and she rallied for it. It's just like this really cool, um, organic, fun thing that happened. And we got to sort of see it manifest literally before our eyes each step of the way. Because I think, what was it, 2019 or, or 2018 or 2019 when that she talked about that artwork or something? I think so, but... Man, I'm just such a person that believes that anybody that wants something should go after it. Life's too short. Just do what makes you happy. I agree. I agree with that. Um, so she said, yeah, she's putting that out in the universe. Um, and Her and Ewan McGregor's over there like, excuse me, me first. <laughs> I know. I know. True. <laughs> um, and then there was another quote where Dawson said, we're joking about it, but I'm manifesting it because... I feel like I helped Dave Filoni mastermind. And, uh, uh, no, I helped Dave Filoni manifest this role. So I'm ready. I'm excited. I'm willing. I got my ice packs ready to go for season two. I like that she like alludes to the fact that like, she's getting a little older. She like needs ice packs for her knees or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, she's Brian she's Ward does make a good point in the chat. He said, so I guess she doesn't die then. I thought the same thing. But you know what, Brian? I... I had all these thoughts about all these series, like well, how will Mando end? How will Skeleton Crew end? How will Ahsoka end? And I had assumed, I think I had said this, I thought Ahsoka was going to die in her own series. because You've said this about basically every character that you think they're going to die. Well, yeah, because if you're Ahsoka Tano, 
you're not going to live forever. And we hear her voice at the end of episode nine, which every other character in those voices is dead. Don't you think that she would go out in her own show as opposed to like a book somewhere or like I'm mostly joking about the fact that you're like, oh, that person's going to die. Oh, that person's (laughs) dead. That person's dead. But now now I think because of the movie, I think Ahsoka is going to be in that movie. So I think like Filoni like released the pressure of you can't talk about the future because we know that movie is going to be the culmination. So if she wants to say a season two, it doesn't have as much impact as it did before we found out about that movie it right. we it would have been a bigger story today if that movie wasn't on the horizon so right which I, it is it kind of yeah. leaves relieves the pressure of any of these characters dying and then also puts everybody back on the table yeah and they could all die in the movie but i'm saying like any one of these people could die before the movie oh yeah absolutely puts them all absolutely. back on the table yeah 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 no doubt about it um and then there were some other quotes uh, about her thoughts on uh, Ahsoka just in general saying like, she's not fearless, but she never hesitates. And I like that quote a lot mm-hmm. because I-, I like when there's a character and you're like, they're fearless. They're just going to do everything. It's like, no, like typically, especially someone who maybe has walked away from the Jedi a bit, you know, she is going to have some fears. And as much as like Yoda would say, like fear is the path to the dark side. I think even every Jedi sort of has a little bit of fear in them that they control. Um, and I like that she says she's not fearless, but she never hesitates, meaning like she will do everything she can for the people she loves. And it goes back to that first story we talked about where she's a loner. She's a wanderer. Like, where does she belong? She has this tight knit group of friends. I think this part of this journey in this show because you know how Filoni loves like that Star Wars family, you know, coming together, found family, found family element. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be her realizing that she isn't alone and that the Rebels ghost crew uh, is her family. And I think that's going to help her character arc in this series because it's hard to create new character arcs for uh, a character that may have appeared on screen, uh, including animation, of course, more than almost any character in Star Wars. And I think that's the avenue they're going to they're going to take here. Um so do you have any other thoughts on on anything else she touched on about uh, the character? I don't. I think everything's pretty straightforward, especially after we sat through that panel at Celebration where they kind of reiterated all this, that where Ahsoka's head's at, where the character is going, what can we expect? Um, I don't think it's going to be any different than the Ahsoka that we've seen so far. Right on. All right. Um, all right. Let's uh, see if we have any other super chats and then we will go from there into Ask the Resistance. So we do. First up is Luke. What up, Luke? Count Pepto. Count buddy. Pepto. How's it going? He said, what's up, TRB? How are you guys? Hope you guys are doing well. Is there anyone who hasn't been revealed yet that you hope will show up in Ahsoka? Uh, I have an open Anakin. mind. <laughs> Anakin would be a good one. I have an open mind. I don't have anybody in particular. Um, I'm just going to be excited for anybody to show up. I know that like we've obviously seen a hologram of Ezra, but I'm excited to see Ezra in person. Um, Mm -hmm. I would say that's kind of the reveal I'm waiting for. If he still is alive, if he's still around, because right now we only seen him from the past, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for your super chat. Yeah. Thanks, Luke. Next is Mickey. What up, Mickey? Such a glamorous photo. Uh... Thanks for the super chat. He said, hey, guys, I would kill for an Ahsoka flashback featuring Kenobi and Anakin during the Clone Wars. Would you be down for that? John, I'm going to let you take this one. What do you think? Um, 
I don't know. I mean, if they gave it to me, I'd be like, oh, this is amazing. You know, I can't wait to talk about this tonight or whatever. With you, know? you and two, you're saying? Yeah. I mean, yeah, that would yeah. be amazing to see. I don't know that I want them to go that route because there's already so many characters in this in this show. And we've right. seen with The Mandalorian, oh, wow, we only have two episodes left. You know, that eight episodes. <laughs> right. And they're not, I mean, unless Ahsoka has really long episodes, they're 35 minutes, 40 minutes. There's a lot to do. I know you could probably put one scene in there, but it would be, I think it would feel weird if there was just like one scene showing like Anakin and Obi-Wan and a de-aged Ahsoka with Rosario. And plus, would they not do the de-aging again that they didn't do in Obi-Wan? Like you would need to like really put a lot of thought into what they would do there. So I think it'd be really cool, Mickey. Don't get me wrong. I like that you put that out there. Um, I just don't know if they have the room for it and how it would come across if it was just like this one thing i feel like there would be need, need to be a purpose to show that flashback and I don't, I'm, I'm just i would need to be sold on what that purpose is what do you think i don't care if there's a purpose i feel like ewan is just so excited to be obi-wan again and so is hayden for anakin is that, that enough i that's enough for me i'm like really give them, the, give them the paycheck put them in front of the camera let them have their moment and especially for them to be together with Ahsoka is like such a full circle moment for Clone Wars fans and just like that team of people that brought that to life. It would be awesome. It would be very cool. They should do, they should get Ewan and Hayden, but redub the voices with James Arnold Taylor and Matt Lander. <laughs> You're so dumb. Stop. <laughs> and Ashley Eckstein. No. All right, Mickey. <laughs> thank, thank you, you Mickey. so much. Yeah. Now we're going to head into a super chat from Andrew Staley. Thank you so much for the super chat, Andrew. He said, uh, indie question. Do you have any plans to see Indy 5 yet? I've got my ticket for opening night and at an IMAX. Thanks. Uh, I don't have any plans currently. John, do you have any plans to see Indy? Um, I do have plans to see Indy. Because um, I know you were I'm, manifesting seeing it in like a really cool way. Yeah, I was. Um, I Am I doing this right now? <laughs> I think it's a perfect time to do it. You got a question about it. Um. So, uh, yeah, I guess we just got to say it here. Um, I was going to save it for Monday because I wanted James to be it's here okay. for it. But uh, TRB, <laughs> TRB has gotten its first official invite to a live uh, world premiere. And we were given two tickets to go see Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny uh, on the world premiere in Hollywood and the red carpet and all that stuff. And uh james and i will be representing trb and going to the world premiere of dial of destiny next week uh it happened very quickly i was completely floored and shocked by it and i'm very grateful that lucasum thought of us and extended the invite to us and i think it was one of those like immediate yeses but we waited a bit before we responded because <laughs> it was like he tried to play it cool because I wrote it in the chat to the two of you guys, and I just like, I didn't use, I used colorful language. And you were like, I don't know if this is good or bad. I used with a big you, word. It's, it's one or the other. It's never in between. It's always something and then, really good or something really bad. <laughs> and then when I saw it, I just couldn't believe it. And it was an immediate yes. So me and James are heading out there next week to go to the world premiere, walk the red carpet, go to the after party, maybe see Harrison Ford. I have no idea. But we're going to Dial of Destiny next week. And uh, we'll have reactions out of the theater, of course. No spoilers, uh, but we will talk about indie and 
I've actually been thinking about maybe doing some stuff on Patreon about the other Indiana Jones movies. Um, I know I have my other podcast where I talk about it, but I think from TRB, it'd be a good spot to talk about it too, especially Dial Destiny. So yeah, me and James are going to LA. Uh, Lacey, I don't want to speak you know, for you as to why you know you aren't one of the ones it's going. It's not my turn. It's not your turn. Yeah, we'll it wasn't it my that. turn. I went with I went to the Rise of Skywalker, which means, yeah. guys, next time it's my turn. Which, if it's the Daisy movie, <laughs> that's how it works when you have three people that are part of that's this thing. So you get two tickets. That's true. You and and you know, previously when I had gone to the premieres, it was invites that went to Star Wars Newsnet when I was over there. So this was the first time TRB has gotten the invite to go to a premiere. So it's a really big deal for us. It means a great deal. And it's uh, an honor that we got invited to go. And uh, we're going to make the best of it. We're going to do video coverage. We're going to check out Hollywood. We're going to try to find Carrie's star. We're going to go to Scum and Villainy, maybe. Like We're going to try to bring you into the experience like we always do. Uh, so thanks to everybody for constantly supporting us and allowing us to be recognized to be invited to such a really cool event because I grew up on indie and, you know, every time I'm sick, I watch Indiana Jones movies and I love indie almost as much as I love Star Wars. So the fact that I don't think it's truly hit me yet. So the fact that I'm going to be there is uh, pretty mind blowing. So if you saw why I bought a fedora, that's why I, I'm wearing a suit with a fedora. So I'm going to be like going in the spirit of indie when he's off the archaeology archaeological clock uh more of the formal indie so very excited oh and i'm not going because i'm having a baby oh though so there it is uh did, did i did, wait is that a public was that is that your first public? <laughs> no it is it's, well there you go yeah so i didn't i was waiting for you to say something <laughs> i knew i was trying to make you feel awkward so tell the people like, uh... tell the people everything you need to tell them I am expecting my second child in November, so uh, I'm kind of hesitant to go traveling and stuff. So I was really excited for these guys to go, <laughs> but yeah, I didn't want to like steal steal John's big moment. So. No, I mean uh, that's yeah. We've known that excited. news for a while. Baby I think, boy. I think our patrons, at least some of our patrons, knew uh, via one of our monthly bi monthly calls. But yeah, yeah, baby boy. So congrats again. So everyone yeah. doesn't think I'm just not caring, but you told me and James a while ago. Yeah, we've known for I a did. while. I did. Yeah. I told them before celebration, basically, and it's been a wild couple of months. But yeah, a that's, wild. Yeah, that's one no of the reasons why. Also, because it's not my turn, but also because of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, do we have any other super chats? We do. So we have one from John Mitchell, which he accidentally sent the super chat which thank you so much and then sent it after the fact so he said star wars means so much to people that online it seems like people hate it but it all comes from an insane amount of passion and he said yep i meant that to be a super chat i agree with you john i think oftentimes people get misunderstood online and people jump to conclusions online because they're so passionate about star wars it's such a personal thing for a lot of people i know i'm included in that that you grow up with something and it just becomes a part of who you are that anytime you feel like it's not being represented in that way or people aren't connecting, I guess, in the way that you connect, it can get really personal and and people might take that a diff the, not the best, most healthy way. But I understand why people get upset sometimes about Star Wars because it, it matters so much. Um, and I think the creators know that too. Like Dave Filoni understands that. John Favreau understands that. Um, but I, I guess my piece in this as well, John is uh, 
John Mitchell, not John, I'm also John, but John Mitchell, mm -hmm. is to just meet people online with kindness. Like there's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world all the time. So the best thing that you can do is even if someone's coming at you with like really aggressive energy, they might just be having a bad day. Like meet them with kindness and you'd be surprised what ends up happening. That's what I've I, always done. Like I've been called some pretty terrible things online. Oh, <laughs> and my response is always very much like, okay, have a great day. <laughs> yeah, I've been, yeah, I won't get into that. I've been put through the ringer. Um, yeah, thank you, John. Yeah, awesome. And we do have a couple more. Thank you so much. Orion CC 1701 for the super chat. He said, tuned in late, but happy I'm here. Really appreciating Lacey's energy tonight. Unplugged manifesting. It's what I needed. Yo, it goes a far way. Uh, thank you so much. Love you too, Johnny. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm thank just going to give an example. So before I was even on this podcast with these guys, <laughs> I saw, and I didn't realize it at the time, I saw pictures of John at the Last Jedi premiere, and I didn't know John. I was following him because he likes Star Wars, and I like Star Wars, so it made sense. But I saw him at was the it, premiere. Was it a mutual follow situation? I don't know. I don't remember. Oh. Why? Back when we had like roughly the same follower count, I think. <laughs> all right <laughs> maybe you need to manifest some followers um, <laughs> um no but seriously uh i saw him at the premiere and i remember thinking like i don't know who this guy is but he's at the premiere so when rise of skywalker rolls around i'm gonna be there i don't know how i'm gonna get there but i'm gonna be there and two years later I was on this podcast and there it is. I was on this podcast and I was going to the premiere. So I can't speak highly enough about like just putting yourself out there, going for what you want. Um, and don't be afraid to ask. Like that's the big thing I've learned is like year of 2023, doing it for me. Like make sure you mm -hmm. ask for things like if you need help with something or if you need to learn a new skill, like who are the people that you should sync up with? Because oftentimes people just want to help one another people right. I, I go back to the kindness thing people are nicer than you think they are um so awesome thank you so much for your super chat and your kind words it really means a lot um thank freezy's you. back again <laughs> he's back back again Freezy, <laughs> what up he said buy a drink for harrison ford at the indie premiere this is with this super chat so cool congrats could you imagine <sighs> buying a drink for what what do you think he would order um, I don't know. Is Harrison Ford a drinker still? I don't know, but he looks good. He looks really good. For, for 80, he looks fantastic. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I feel if like I, he I doesn't mean, a lot, drink uh, a lot. So Ford was at the Rise of Skywalker premiere, and I didn't get a chance to see him. And then when I saw Clayton took a photo with him, I was like, damn it, why didn't he take me over there? Um. <laughs> So if I get a chance to meet Harrison Ford, um, I won't embarrass myself or say anything that he's heard a billion will, times. Will you tell Bob Iger? This yes. is take two. Yeah. Make sure so it happen. I'm going to wear this pin on my suit still. <laughs> um, but For people I, that don't know, John froze like a deer in headlights when Bob Iger. So for weeks leading up to the Rise of Skywalker premiere, he's like, if I see Bob Iger, I'm going to tell him. This is my John voice, by the way. I'm going to tell him, Ugh. make Solo 2 happen, that we love it, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay. And literally, Bob Iger was five feet in front of me. One and, foot. Okay, but I'm saying when I noticed him, he was like five to eight feet in front of me, walking towards me, because I'm standing in front of the door that goes to the theater. I get so elated. I was like, 
this is the moment and i turn and it's like it's seriously was like the movies it was like slow motion i turn to john and i'm just like and john is like (laughs) well here's why he was leaving the the like it was almost time to head in and he was going to make a speech at one of the other theaters and he was he was flanked by these giant security guards Excuses. It was a very intimidating situation, but I, I I will say if it happens again this time, I will not miss my chance. I will say, Bob, Hocus Pocus 3? Really? Really? But no solo follow-up? <laughs> so we'll see. But uh, that'd be cool because I saw him also eating a quesadilla at the after party of the TLJ premiere. So maybe I will see Bob. Who knows? I still can't get over it. It was just, guys, the the confidence chat prior to the ominous i'm gonna say something i'm gonna and then the moment came and went just like it's that. like it's like mclovin in the hallway on super bad he's like uh it's 10 30 <laughs> what he's like i'm gonna tell her what time it is what 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 <laughs> um so maybe i'll see bob and tell him what time it is <laughs> and it's it makes a little too happen time but yeah thank you uh freezy appreciate it Mm-hmm. So we ha- we're up on time here, but we can take a couple questions. So do you want to head into Ask the Resistance? Let's go. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? All right. Me too, Anakin. Me <laughs> too. Um, I'm actually curious if midichlorians are ever going to be said again in Star Wars. We'll see. Um, but all right. So let's get to a couple. Lacey, what do you got? Um, first up, we have Chibigon89, aka Danny. What up, Danny? She said, Do you think we'll see other force ghosts in Ahsoka? For example, Yoda. I'm gonna let you take this one, John. I don't think so. I think we'll see Anakin, but I think that's it. And I think it'll be to keep his return and appearance feel special. Like he's the one who shows up. He's the one she needs to show up. What do you think? I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I, I force ghosts we've had these conversations on the show before that it's like it's a balance of like a balance of the force if you will of what works and what doesn't and you don't want to overdo it and i think the way they did yoda in the last jedi was perfect i think even qui-gon and obi-wan was done really well so i would hate for them to just do this crazy thing however i will kind of go against what i just said Someone made a fan video after the Rise of Skywalker came out with all this, the ghosts. Oh. I loved it. I loved it. I loved every second of it. So atrocious. Again, I just went against everything I just said. But at the same time, I know while I'm saying this, of like, oh, they got to have a balance. If they did it in a really cool way, even if it was fan servicey, I'd probably love it. Hmm. it you you already answered. So we'll go to the next thing. <laughs> I was going to say, what do you think? But you already answered. All right. What do you think of my answer? Did I change your answer or? (laughs) Mickey's back. Mickey's back. What up, Mickey? He says, sorry if you've answered this before, but which Star Wars book would you like to see adapted to a TV show? For me, it's Lost Stars. It could transcend fandom and be a big hit, I think. 100% Lost Stars. I can already read that, by the way. I'm going to go with, it's not canon, but I'm going to go with the um, uh, Plagueis Mm. novel. Uh, The the whole thing. The whole thing. I think it'd be such a cool mini series to show how Palpatine. Like we talk about everyone's like origin stories, seeing how Palpatine, like in canon, 
got to be the person he's become is very interesting to me. I think that's got to be something they're thinking about. Um, and I know it's not a canon book, um, but I also know that I think Matt Martin has made it clear and others have, if something is made in canon in one medium, they're not going to do the same uh, telling in a different medium. So if it's Lost Stars is told in novel, it's staying there. Now, like right. Ahsoka, they can do a follow-up in a different medium, mm -hmm. but they won't retell a book. But I think with with the Legends thing, like they have that Plagueis book, but they can still tell a you know uh, a Palpatine you know um, origin story or you know how he became the evil person he is. I think people need to see that, and I know people say, "Oh, I'm sick of Palpatine," but I think if you tell that story, I think that's cool. I'm still sick of Palpatine, so I'm well, one of those people that's like, well, well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> David promises back. What up, David? He said, the writer's strike is still on. It absolutely is. Uh, if this affects new content, do you think that's going to compound the money issues that Disney is having with Disney Plus? How do they respond? Oh, <sighs> Pay your people. That's how they respond. Pay your people, and then the strike will be over. And from my understanding <laughs> of what I've read and looked into with the writer's strike in particular, I think the studios are losing between 30 and $40 million a day. If they just paid the people up front what it was, which was, I think, like $400 million, um, which obviously is a lot of money, but understandably a lot of money. Um, this would have been over already. And by the time this is over, they're going to lose that much money already. We yeah. think, Joe? Um, how long was the 07 writer strike? 100 and something days, 117 days. Oh, uh, so like four months almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. If it goes uh, on long, like we're not going to see the immediate effects of it, but like, 2024 is going to be weird like think about in you're already pushing movies back supposedly the new spider spider-man movie that just came out has obviously a sequel coming out next year they've already taken the date out of their bios on twitter they supposedly are pushing they haven't recorded people's lines yet uh, yeah i think it's possible that new star wars movie could get pushed back too because of it I, it's it's unfortunate because we're in this weird situation where you know the movie theaters have come back and granted, a lot of it's for sequels, reboots, and big franchises, sure. Right. But people thought movie theaters in, in the middle of June 2020, people are like, movie theaters are dead. They're never I was come one back. of them. I totally yeah. thought that they were dead. I about. knew that they would come back because that experience is important for people. And now we're in a situation where like it just came back and now we're gonna have this lull. It makes me nervous. So I don't know about Disney Plus. I think the the bigger thing about Disney Plus is let's not forget a lot of the subscriber losses were in India based on like I think it was High Lie or something like that that they used to have. They used to have a live sports in, in the India version of Disney Plus that featured it was cricket. Uh, oh, cricket. Yeah, and that went away, so they lost a lot of subs. So most of the subs they lost were in that market. It didn't have to do with like oh I don't like the Mandalorian and stuff. So I think Disney Plus will be okay. I think they have some work to do to improve their interface. I think it's a little choppy and I don't like some of the way it operates. Uh, but when you look at like what Netflix is doing, which is constantly increasing their prices and, you know, going back against their sharing passwords is, is how you, you know, is, means love and all that crap that they said but a few years ago. shareholders are fighting back. So the big thing was that people were like, will shareholders support the writers or will they support executives? And Netflix, as of soon, I think it was this past week, earlier this week or late last week, already said no on incentives packages for 
like top people at Netflix, the shareholders voted it down mm -hmm. because of the writer strike. They basically were like, solve this problem or you're not going to get your bonuses and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And that's good. I mean, because I felt like Netflix has been slipping with content and I feel like Disney has an opportunity to still be one of the stronger streaming services because it's still quite young. I don't um, know. Barbecue Showdown was pretty amazing. Yeah. But do, don't you feel like <laughs> I know you're sort of joking, but I do love Barbecue Showdown. I feel but... like when I go to Netflix, it's like the bargain bin at Walmart of movies you've never heard of that are on sale for like a dollar ninety nine. I've been watching that Tim Robinson comedy show too because it's funny. Yeah, that guy. I don't know. It's just like, I, like it's it's where I go to watch Seinfeld now, pretty much. Um, but mm -hmm. I don't know, David. I, I'm having hope that it's not going to hurt Disney Plus or their content decisions too much, especially because I think if they are going to pivot, they're going to lean heavily more into stronger IPs like Star Wars. So I don't think Star Wars is going to take much of a hit in terms of what they decide to make. It might be other one-off movies and stuff that doesn't have a built-in audience that Iger's like, nah. Nice. Well, I'm going to end it with one last question from Blue Jedi. What up, Blue Jedi? How's it going? He said, would you, who would you like to get a, a get for a guest on the broadcast, aka TRB, uh, the most? We could start a tweeting frenzy. Look, I'm all for if you guys want someone on there, tweet them, let us know. Please do. We're all for yeah. it. As for me, my top guest is always going to be Mark Hamill. It will always be Mark Hamill. He's my childhood hero. It would be insane. Um, other than that, um, you know, we talked about Katie. I think she'd be great. I think Daisy, John Boyega would be great. You know, you just think about like who you'd want on the show. There's just so many. JJ yeah. Abrams would be cool. Oh, yeah. But if we're talking about one like dream, dream guest, it's always, always, always going to be Mark Hamill for me. Yeah. For me, it's Lawrence Kasdan. Um, I would love mm -hmm. to pick his brain about. His... Are you going to look for him at the uh, indie premiere? Uh, yeah, that's, he probably would be there because he wrote the mm -hmm. first one. Um, mm -hmm. Man, that would be so sick. I didn't even think about that. Oh, man. Oh, God. Lawrence Kasdan. Yeah, he would be my pick. And then also, of course, you know, getting Alden Ehrenreich on the podcast would be amazing. Oh, um, Alden would be great. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Tweet away. Hit people up on Instagram. Let us know, too, like who you'd love to see. Please don't. Yeah. Anytime you want to help spread the word of TRB, like don't get don't be shy. Just like you are why we're growing. So all of you out there, not just Blue Jedi. It's just him. He's the one who has to go out there and tweet. No, but that's right. For, Blue for, Jedi. Yeah. He said, let's manifest. Listeners right, too, guys, man. we're obviously talking with people in the live chat right now, but if you're listening right now, even if it's next week, two months from now, let us know who you want to see on the show. Yeah. Back yeah. to you, John. All right. That does take us to the end of this show. Uh, obviously, James will be back with us. I believe he should be back with us for Monday's show, uh, but definitely hit him up at Myra Trunks on Twitter and Instagram, uh, whether that's about Star Wars, Apple, or uh, soccer, apparently. Um, but James, uh, we miss you and we'll see you soon. Um, now, as far as thank yous, uh, if you like what we do here, uh, if you're watching and listening, you clearly do. If you're able to support us, uh, Patreon is the best way to probably do that. Um, uh, aside from obviously listening and sharing the pod, but patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Um, in my opinion, I think we have one of the best, if not the best, uh, Patreons out there. Um, we have a lot of perks, rewards, benefits, content, 
uh, our Discord server is such a welcoming, open place to everybody. I know it's Pride Month. Um, we have always fostered a welcome, open community to everybody. It doesn't matter what you believe in, where you're from, who you are, your background. You are with us. We're a family together and we celebrate our differences and we always have such a good time in our Discord server. Right, Lacey? Oh, 100%. I am someone that has always, like I said earlier, treated other people with kindness. Um, everybody has different backgrounds, different viewpoints, different experiences in their life. And I think the best thing that we can do is just treat each other with respect, especially in fandom, because we all like the same thing. Like that's what makes Star Wars so awesome is that yeah. all these different people like the same stuff. Um, so uh, happy fried to every fried oh my god happy pride <laughs> happy pride to everyone that is celebrating and i celebrate yeah. with you and support you um yeah. and you are welcome in this community at any time yeah i have your back 100 percent, always no matter what uh without question and again you know like lacy said before about manifesting we're only you know life is short we're only here we're visitors in this life like we're not this place is going to be here after we're gone. And it's like, let people be happy. You shouldn't worry about other people living their lives the way they want to live their lives. So just be kind, be nice to people. And it's really not that hard. And yeah, we are a welcoming open place for everybody in TRB. And I want to make sure everyone knows that. Um, but uh, I do want to say a special thank you to our generals and spice runners on our Patreon. Uh, Carmelo, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Frank Ronde, Darth Hurricane, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Brennan McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Sneaky Zebra, Aaron Ellington, Micah Harrison, Colin Cormier, Haz Aslam, Jolton Jedi, DiMaggio, and Diana. And the spice runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Dave Hornack, Tom Senesi, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Michael Fry, and the Fort Worthian. Uh, thank you all so much. And to everybody, you know, make sure you're subscribed to the pod. Did we hit 500? Did someone rate us on, on Someone said Spotify? we're at 501. We did it. All right. Thanks, everybody, for getting <laughs> us over 500 on Spotify. Make sure you're subscribed to the show on your preferred platform, whether that's our YouTube channel or audio or both. Uh, it's free to subscribe. And please continue to spread the word. We appreciate that very much. Uh, as far as me, you can find me on Twitter at Johnny Hoey and uh, my movie podcast, Just Like the Movies, where we just put out an episode on my favorite Indiana Jones movie, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I appreciate it. If uh, you want to check it out, that'd be cool. Uh, Lacey, how about you? People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin and on TikTok at It's Lacey Gillerin. And thank you to everybody in the chat for your kind comments. It's very exciting. Uh, second time around. <laughs> Yes, we had two big reveals on this episode that we weren't sure we were going to reveal, but we did it. And that's the beauty of live podcasting. Um, so we hope everyone uh, has a wonderful weekend. And a reminder, if you uh, arrived late, it will be immediately on the YouTube channel. If you are a night owl, I saw someone over in England. I believe Mickey's at 4 a.m. over there. Thank you for hanging with us, my man. And everybody else, it will hit your audio apps tomorrow morning. Uh, so fear not uh, as soon as I have my coffee. Um, but have a wonderful evening, have a wonderful weekend, and we'll see you Monday morning with another episode right here on the Resistance Broadcast. We'll see you around, kids. All right. It was my time to uh, do the outro. <laughs> Bye, everyone. <laughs> see ya.